that we have a regular segment on a Wednesday when we speak to Ebony Antonio, one of the absolute stars of the Fremantle Dockers AFLW side. Martin had a good win last week. How's that? On grand final weekend, they beat Richmond by seven points. Incredible week. You know, spent a couple of weeks on the road. That second game, huge lead they took into the third quarter. Richmond made a run, but too little too late. Ebony, how are you? And how was that win? Because I know you had to watch it from the sidelines. We'll get into the injuries shortly, but how, how was it just watching the girls? Girls go out there and put on a huge dub. Oh, it was actually really unreal to watch the girls play from the sidelines and play the way they did, but it comes with no surprise. We obviously very disappointed well off against Essen. Uh, we just didn't come out the way we wanted to play. The girls actually had a training run um, the Wednesday before the game on Friday at Icon Park, and um, the intent and the energy of the girls trained with, um, I knew from that moment the girls were going to come out ready to go quarter one um, with three goals a um in the first quarter has like yeah, just the volume of the girls, the way they will be able to turn themselves around and get the win. You're ruled out due to knee soreness. The next question, obviously, is you've got a home game against North Melbourne this weekend at Fremantle Oval. Will you be available or do you still have to pass a fitness test? No, um, I'll play straight back. Actually, we got training tomorrow night, uh, so I've got to get through... Um, that and see how I pull up from that and then I will make a call um, again as a collective from myself, the S&C and from a coaching point of view. So the three of us will probably have a chat um, after Thursday night session and see that and um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go from there. But I'm hopeful I can get up. I'm I'm glad I was a late withdrawal last week. I was pretty sore. So just to have the extra week to recover, um, I'm feeling pretty okay at this point. So I'll just got to get through training tomorrow night. Oh, fingers crossed. We'd love to see you out there on Sunday. But let's go back to that win again. Who were some of the players that stood out? Because Michaela uh, Tuakarina was an addition to the team. She kicked two goals. She was great. But who were some of the other players that stood up in the absence? I know you're modest, but you are one of the stars. You know, Cara Bauer, she wasn't out there. So who were the players that really, you know, stood out in your opinion? Uh, well, I think you touched on it with Tuck. I think she, for me, was my uh, my bog. Um, for Mate, you could you could have stopped me. Ev, you could have stopped me and said, just call the Tucks. I've completely butchered her surname, but I appreciate you being so <laughs> kind. <laughs> I, I butcher her surname too, so everyone just calls her Tucks. It's easier. Um, but yeah, as I said, she, she was one that's been kind of in and out of the team, and she had to go away and work really hard on her craft and what the coaches have kind of told her she needs to implement to get herself back on the side. And I thought her game was unreal. Um, the two goals, but her, her running efforts and, um, was from, from phenomenal to see some of the displays of her efforts behind the goal vision um, and what she was able to do. You know, sometimes you don't get reward for some of your efforts, but um, other girls would like the lick of the ice cream from her running efforts. And I think another one who stood out for me was Dana East in the absence of Bowles. Um, she was really able to step up and play in an under role as Turbo normally does. And I think she was another one who we've kind of been waiting for um, EC to kind of step up. It's her third year this year. So for her to have that kind of display, she would take great confidence from that and um, hopefully deliver again this weekend for us. You mentioned Kiara Bowers, of course, uh, was unavailable for the game against Richmond last Friday night, and I believe she's already been ruled out for the home game against the Kangaroos. What's wrong with her? Oh, God, I don't know. I, I've been trying to contact her, but she's horrible <laughs> with her phone, and she doesn't get back to me. Um, but all, all I know is that she's had a scan, and I think they've had a meeting with um, a surgeon that we consult with at Freo. He's currently away in Europe, so I never had to do a bit of a Zoom call. Um, but I think they're still working out the best way for her to return um, and what that looks like. I'm not too sure, but I think when Turbo's ready to open up and 
let the other girls know she will. She's kind of someone who doesn't like to go on about her injuries or anything like that. Um, uh, she's true professional. And, yeah, hopefully we see her back out soon. I don't think she's been ruled out for the season by, by all means. I think they're just trying to work out the best way to get her back um, in the safest way possible. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because I know it was what the round four with the knee injury ruled out with soreness and you see soreness and you hope that only means a week but if there's scans involved, fingers crossed, it's not too serious but I think she knows her body better than anyone else. She's the ultimate pro and uh, we'll be sorely missed if she's not there against the Kangas because they're a great team. There's no denying that. They've won four of their first five. They're currently sitting third on the ladder. What will it take uh, from your girls to be able to get the job done? I think it's going to take um, a repeat of what we dished up last week against Richmond, to be honest. Um, just come out with that grit and intent um, and the intensity that we all know we can play. And I think we haven't been able to bring that in the first three to four rounds. Um, and we were able to bring that last week. So if we bring the same intent and the energy that we did against Richmond, I think that will hold us good stead. Um, but that, by all means, North Melbourne are a really good side and it's going to take everything to get the win against them. But I full belief that our girls can do it. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to the challenge because you want to be the best of the best to be the best. You don't want to keep playing the teams that are borderline out of the eight. You want to be up amongst the best teams in the competition so if you can get a win against like the likes of a North Melbourne or Melbourne I think you can give really confidence to the team. Mm, well you're pretty good at home haven't you? You're undefeated at Fremantle Oval so significantly you enjoy playing at home and you've recorded three out of three let's hope it's four out of four. Yeah um, it's going to be a great weekend this week so hopefully we can get all the Purple Army down there they've been showing up um, as of late and uh, yeah we are undefeated it's going to be 25 degrees beautiful day Tickets are only ten dollars for adults and kids free from eighteen and under. So, I think the festival themes this weekend, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Purple Army get down there and um, get into the food trucks and cheer us get on. Oh, you've sold it well. Good I really want to get down there. Sounds like a great day out. All right, now after the win, you girls stuck around in Melbourne, MCG Saturday night. Ebony Antonio is there, sitting with your wife Cara, who we believe is a Collingwood supporter. What was it like being at the GF and and that game itself? Oh, it's phenomenal. The last grand final I went to was when Fro made their first final win. So I was on the other side of the loss and um, crime. But to be there on the weekend. Um, after a good win against Richmond um, to get rewarded and go to the grand final was awesome. I had my wife sitting next to me who was a nervous wreck the whole game um, as a big Collingwood supporter, so I had to keep her in check. But to be honest, the, the atmosphere, Kiss was unreal, the um, pre-game um, performance. And, uh, yeah, to see the game played at such a high-level scoring and so many lead changes, yeah, it was something really to um, awesome to be a part of. Um, but I heard Pewey was on the segment last year week and she threw me under the bus she said she had enough of me and uh, I'll give you a bit of intel in that because the week leading into um, the Essendon game earlier on in the week um, both Pewie and I caught our beloved from COVID so we spent a lot of time together so there's no doubt that she was sick of me <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, we didn't even pre- like even set her up with like Laura jumped on as willy nearly said, Oh, by the way, I just want to get a story from my chest about Ebbs. I'm sick of her. And we're like, Where are we going with this? But no, we, we love yeah. her on the show as well. Ebony, yeah, now we this were... is... Go on, you finish. Oh, yeah, and no, I was just going to say, yeah, because when we got to Melbourne as a precautionary uh, for the 48 hours before, we jumped on the bus to the game day and we had to spend. Um, every living moment together. We weren't allowed in the group or in the team meetings or anything like that, just as a precautionary, just in case we were to spread it. So we and I were in each other's back pockets for 48 hours before the game. So we were pretty excited to get on that bus and get back amongst our friends. 
<laughs> I, I tell you something, Ebony, and again, and this is a question without notice. Uh, Kate Sermon, who's playing with her third AFLW club, but Geelong, she played at the Gold Coast, then spent some time at Port Adelaide, and this season is Geelong, was interviewed, actually. She's 31 years of age. She's been going around for a little while, not as long as you. You've been going since 2017. She was asked a question whether she feels she's just a footballer or an athlete, and she felt quite uncomfortable saying, I'm an athlete because we only play 10 games during a season. How would you answer that if that question was thrown to you? Um, I'd say I'm a footballer and athlete. I think they tie into the one thing, don't they? Um, I don't feel uncomfortable at the end of the day. We've got 12-month contracts now. Um, in the off-season, there's never really an off-season. You know that matter. You're always constantly training. So I think yeah, being, being an athlete, that's just what you're required to do is to train. Um, whether you're playing two games or 10 games, it's just all part of the ride. So I don't feel uncomfortable at all. I'm, I'm proud to be an athlete for the Fremantle Dockers and play a um, great game in AFL. So I don't feel uncomfortable at all. So maybe she feels a bit uncomfortable that she doesn't like the season work. I don't know. <laughs> no, well, well answered. And it's funny because we used to consider ourselves professional trainers, part-time players, because it felt like in the NBL for a period of time, you're playing 28 games across 26 weeks and you just spend all your life training and then I finally got out there for one game. It's different to footy where it's so physical and you can only play once. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're an athlete, just depending on what sport uh, you're focused in on. Now, we do task you with the behind the scenes, so I-, I might lead into it a little bit with who did celebrate the hardest or got a little carried away potentially at the, at the grand final with the Collingwood-Brisbane game. Uh, there, I think there was a few sore heads. Um, we all <laughs> got our own way to the airport the Sunday morning and uh, seeing a few of the girls rock up, yeah, you'd tell immediately who had a big night. And uh, as no surprise, Drisco was probably one of those. Um, <laughs> she comes in like a hot mess and living with her for a period of time during COVID days, I know exactly how she is a morning person, so I stayed right away. <laughs> There's actually a wonderful article about her uh, in today's West Australian where her mum took a little while to accept that her daughter was a footballer and a hell of a footballer at that, all Australian, as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of all Australian, someone you shared that with in 2018 is Emma King, West Australian. We've got her on the show tomorrow. Is there any questions we should ask Kingy? Because I believe you two you know, get to, got to know each other a little bit. Yeah, Kingy and I, actually, when my first year playing footy, we actually played with each other down at Coastal Titans, now formerly known as Subiaco, um, what will W League. So, uh, yeah, if you could just get all their tips from the game plan and what they're going to throw at us, that'd be great. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least we can do. Anything for you, Absence. <laughs> Good on you, everybody. It's always great having a chat to you. As you mentioned, Freo fans, get down and support the Dockers. The forecast is 25 degrees and beautiful sunshine. Uh, a festival of Frio theme it will be when you arrive. Local live music. They do really well, Frio, with the yeah. live music. Even at the AFL, uh, they'll be performing throughout the day. Pop-up food trucks. Tickets only $10, as Ebs mentioned. And under-18s are in for free. That's how we get a bumper crowd at Fremantle Oval. Ebony Antonio, good luck for Sunday. Should be a beauty against uh, the Kangaroos, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Thank you, and I hope to see you both there.